This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, September 1st, the Between Two Homes edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's 8, and Teddy, who's 5. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Zach Rosen. I host the Best Advice Show podcast. My kids are five and almost two. We live in Detroit. My name is Jamila Lemieux. I'm a writer, uh, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mother to Naima, who is nine, and we live in Los Angeles. Well, today our letter writer is sharing custody of her son, but her son has had enough of the back and forth. He prefers to be at his mom's house, and the arrangement is causing a lot of heartache. Then on Slate Plus, we're talking about corporal punishment, A Missouri school is reinstating spanking, and we have a lot to say about it. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. And, you know, this is despite, not not surprisingly, years of research um, that say corporal punishment will not reduce inappropriate behavior and is likely to, uh, quote, increase aggression, rage, hostility, and could lead to depression and self-esteem problems. Also, there's like generally no other agreed upon time at which it's okay to hit a person except for a child. You get more of our show and a bunch of other Slate favorites every week if you have Slate Plus. You also get to avoid all the ads and get unlimited access to the Slate website. It's truly the best way to support our show, so please consider signing up if you can. You can join by going to slate.com slash plus. Again, that's slate.com slash plus. Okay, we're going to catch up on our week in parenting, but not before a quick break. See you back here in a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back. Jamila, have you triumphed or failed this week? I have failed. 
So yesterday, uh, getting ready for school, Naima came home from her dad's house with her hair freshly washed by her stepmother. I was very elated and happy about that. I'm always happy when I'm not the one who has to wash her hair. And her stepmother's just better doing her hair. Like, she does cool braids and all types of things I don't know how to do. But she had just given her two basic braids. And so, you know, she slept the next morning. She woke up there a little fuzzy. Um, Naeem was like, well, I cannot go to school with these two braids. Like, you have to do my hair in a different style. And I was like, oh, of course. You know, I was like, I'm going to give you two pigtails. And halfway through the two pigtails, she's like no, could you do it this way? And I want to wear a bucket hat. I'm like, do you own a bucket hat? You know, which apparently she does. I just forgot about it. I haven't seen it in months, but she knows exactly where it is, allegedly. And, you know, whatever I did wrong with her hair, she couldn't wear the hat. She was like, well, I can wear a baseball cap. I'm like, you can wear a baseball cap in school all day. She's like, we're allowed to. It's fine. Girls can do it. I'm like, okay. But you have two pigtails. They're very cute. This will just be your style for today. So she fusses and you don't listen to me and you know you never do the style I want you to do and I'm like that's not true Naima we oftentimes discuss and I let you choose a style but today I came up with something that worked we didn't have a lot of time we were running a few minutes behind she gets over it she goes to school I'm thinking it's over and I get an email at 9 55 a.m and subject mommy and it says I did my hair to a way I liked it. I'm sorry, mommy. I tried to put it back the way you did it, but it didn't work out. So, and then I guess the so is just a picture of her with her hair looking crazy that she included. And I guess perhaps if I just listened to my evil overlord and did the hairstyle that she wanted in the first place, we wouldn't have had to go through this. She had a third hairstyle by the time... I picked her up because I guess her teacher had helped her out and put her hair in a ponytail. And then one of her girlfriends had put a few braids in the front. And, you know, I just, I wish I were better doing hair. Naima has a lot of hair, as do I. I. I generally cut mine. I'm growing it out now, but I usually keep mine cut because I have a lot of hair too. And I'm not the best hairstylist on the planet i've just never got into doing hair and so to have a child who's got a lot of hair and like it gets tangled so easily and it's literally deja vu to my own childhood because i would always want to wear my hair down and my mom would be like you can't it's going to be tangled and then when i did get to wear it down it was awful and sure enough after she took it down yesterday it was so tangled and last night's detangling was a nightmare but Again, if only I listened and just gave Naima the hairstyle she'd wanted to have, um, she wouldn't have had to play hairdresser at nine something in the morning. I don't think you should feel like you have to be good at everything. <laughs> like you did her. I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking your side on this. I don't. I don't think that you can fail because you. I don't. That's like not your skill set, and that's okay. You know. It's not like you send her to to school with bad hair. It's just not the elaborate style she wants. It just wasn't what she wanted. All right. Zach, triumph or fail from you? Uh, splitsies, as usual. Um, we celebrated Noah's fifth birthday this weekend. We threw <gasps> oh, her a party. Yay, happy birthday! Yes, she's five. <laughs> five? That's like, that's like one of the milestone birthdays. Yeah, I mean, she's gigantic. She's She's larger than life. Um, and we threw her a very fun 
party in our backyard. We have a great big yard here in Detroit, and we invited some friends from her class and um, a couple of my friends and their kids and Shira's friends and their kids and the grandparents. And my mom, who is a wonderful painter and artist, led um, a t-shirt design kind of activity that was like the main the main event where we had like stencils and rollers and stamps and we bought everyone you know like Hanes white shirts and and had a big art station as well as the um the compulsory bagels and locks for us Jews and brunch we were very excited for it you know Noah has been talking about her fifth birthday since her fourth birthday as you can imagine so this was a big one um and then of course because it's 2022 and this is this is how the world is now um she wasn't feeling great a couple days before um and 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 ami wasn't feeling great he was sneezing a bunch um the party was on sunday by friday afternoon maybe saturday morning noah was fine but her brother was sneezing and coughing a lot and then um saturday night he started puking oh no no and then, so it's like, okay, I mean, he's this isn't so uncommon for for a, an almost two year old, but you know, of course, the world we live in now, it's like, do we we have to like, do we cancel the party? Do we tell everyone that's coming to the party? Do we do COVID tests? So yes, we did COVID tests on Sunday morning, a couple hours before the party. They both tested negative, um, but we did email all of our friends through the through the Evite app and say just so you know Ami's been throwing up so I know a lot of you are starting school this week we'll totally understand you know if you don't want to come to the party um, we thought you should know and uh, we had three families drop out um, which I totally understood so I was like I was I was worried that like Noah was going to be disappointed but the party went off and I just kind of held Ami um, as he coughed throughout the whole thing but kind of held him away from from the festivity so he couldn't really enjoy it but um noah certainly did and we had a beautiful day um and people came despite my puking kid which was very sweet of them um partying through the puke um oh and shira um per noah's request um and with noah's help made a freaking what is it called candy explosion cake have you seen these oh yeah where you it's like where you cut it open right yeah and inside all this candy it's like she out. made like five layers of a cake and then like hollowed out the center and poured secret secret sour patch kids and m&ms and shira spent all day making it um and she just really wanted that like the reaction when you cut into it she wanted like the gasp from the from the crowd and she totally got it i was very happy for her and Noah and Noah was thrilled. So um, all in all, we we uh, we partied. And and no, like emails Monday. Hey, my kid is vomiting. Nope. So. Nope. Nope. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So triumph. That's triumph. Yeah. What about you? Um, I also have a a like just mixed bag. We started our um this week was our first week of all three kids going to their one day a week program. So um all. Let's see. So Teddy went on Monday and he was who I was most worried about because he did preschool last year, but it was like three mornings a week and they were the same drop off as his 
like um like Oliver kind of went on the way one of the days and some days Jeff took him so it just felt more kind of like natural whereas now he like we all go to drop him off and he is the one leaving and everybody else is staying with me like uh, it's very clear that he is not going to be with us for the day but his brothers will be with me and sometimes that doesn't go well Oh, the other thing is we missed like the official first drop off day because we got stuck in Dallas. So this was everyone else's second day of homeschool academy. It was our first day. Um, So we didn't get any of the for kindergarten. The first half hours like bring your parents and show them around and learn together. We didn't get any of that. So I pulled up and I parked and um, Teddy had chosen to wear his like standard. He loves these yellow polos and a khaki um, shorts. And then he was wearing his suit jacket, which he's very into. And my dad gave him a ton of ties. And so he was wearing one of the ties. Like an adult tie or a kid's tie? Oh, yes. Like full length. Like he steps on it. Like like down to his feet. Yeah. 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 Uh, So he's wearing that and he doesn't like it tucked under the collar. So it's just like over everything. Yep. Um, Classy. His own style with this book bag that used to be Henry's. He doesn't want to use his own. He likes this one that used to be Henry's and has Henry's initials on it. So it's also like oversized. Yeah. I mean, he's just like a walk you know I'm strange kid so he we show up the teacher is like perfectly nice but it was very like line up we're going so he when we when we showed up and we pull up the car he's like I'm not getting out like these kids I'm not getting out I'm not going my brothers are not going like total chaos um Henry leans over he had this stack of like water bottle stickers and he said why don't you pick one to take now for a good day? And if you have a good day, I'll give you a second one and we'll put them on your water bottle. And I was like, okay. So he picks one, puts it on his water bottle, puts his water bottle on his back, walks over, gets in the line. He's standing in the line and everyone's kind of waiting. And I like walk up to talk to him again. He's like, you know, go away. Beat it. (laughs) Yeah, beat it. Walks into the room. I all day, I was so worried they were going to call. Jeff picked him up. He was so excited, ran into the house, was like, I had a great day. I was good all day. Can I have my second sticker? (laughs) That's awesome. Got a sticker. And now he's like excited to go back. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, not that every day will be great, but it's, it's so good to have that good first day. Yes, that's huge. Uh, And I certainly had nothing to do with the end of the meltdown. Like without Henry, I was like playing through my head, like what would I have done? Because he was not interested in hearing anything from me. So thankful for for Henry really rising to the occasion. It's his success. It's great. What a great way to start the school year. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be tackling today's question. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Let's dive into our listener question. It's being read, as always, by the wonderfully pleasant Shasha Leonard. Dear Mom and Dad, I need some advice on how you handle a child's complaints about going to the other parent's house. A little background, my son is eight and his father and I have split 50-50 custody since we separated about four years ago. My son has always shown a preference for my house and would occasionally cry at school pickup on his father's days and says he wants to go to my house. His father has consistently chalked it up to me not forcing him to eat vegetables and overall being more lenient with him. My son has generalized anxiety and ADHD. My house has routines set up around my son, and I don't need the same rules that are in place at his father's because it's just him and I. At his father's house, he is one of a three-child blended family with a stepmother. Since June, he has increasingly voiced his frustrations with going to his father's. Says he's always getting yelled at. That is, step-siblings are calling him names and telling him that he and I are fat because we only eat junk food and watch TV all day. He complains his stepmother blames him for any squabbles with the other kids, etc. For several days, he has cried to me about how he hates going there and how it makes him feel. He also informed me he told his father and stepmother last week that he didn't want to live there anymore, and their response was, Fine, but you can't take your stuff because it belongs to us at our house. Supposedly, during a vacation last week, his father screamed at all the kids and called them not nice names. I believe my son is struggling there, and I know he's unhappy, but I worry he's exaggerating things. My son is in therapy, and I've encouraged him to talk to his therapist about this as well. My ex takes no blame for anything, and if I approach him, our son will take the brunt of his anger. My son is adamant he doesn't want me to tell his father what he has said for fear of getting in trouble. My head is spinning, and my heart is breaking for my boy, but I don't know where the line is. Help. Well, letter writer, I'm so sorry that your son is going through this. Um, As a parent of a child um, that's being raised in a joint situation, I constantly deal with the fear that at one point, you know, 50-50 won't work, that she'll have a, you know, explicit preference for one home or the other and that you know us saying this is what we've chosen for us is not going to make a difference if she's simply you know unhappy and it sounds like that's where your child is I mean I think that 50 50 is a noble goal I don't think it's ideal for every child I think there are children that just do better being in one place for longer periods of time. And if this is a household in which your child doesn't feel happy and safe and welcome, then it's not an ideal place for him to be 50% of the time. You know, this isn't just him being alone with his father. There are these other folks there, you know, and it does not sound like they're positively contributing to your child's life, which is what you would want from a step-parent and step-siblings. And it sounds to me like there's serious reason for concern. I, I don't think you can avoid having a conversation with his father. I think that the two of you need to have a series of serious conversations about going forward. And 
if this is in fact the best situation for your son. Now, if his father and stepmother were like, fine, you just can't take the stuff we bought, that says to me that perhaps they're not as invested in keeping a 50-50 situation um, as perhaps you might think. Um, I don't know if it's in your mind that it's important or if it's because of your schedule or other commitments or, you know, why you might be invested in dividing things 50-50 at this point or keeping this going. But um, I think that you need to talk to your ex, um, raise your concerns about how your son is being treated in his home by him and by his stepchildren. Um And say that you're open to talking about solutions and that perhaps you may need to give the custody arrangement some thought. And I don't know that your ex is going to be willing to work with you on that, but, um, you know, it really sounds like your kid is getting the short end of the stick at his dad and stepmother's house, and that's not fair. What do you think is, like, the best setting to to have this, this conversation or the best kind of context, knowing that... You know, she says, my ex takes no blame for anything. And if I approach him, our son will take the brunt. You know, I honestly don't know. I think that it's possible they may need a mediator. And I don't know what kind of mediation they've dealt with in terms of, you know, if this was just a handshake agreement or if they've had to go to court and and deal with a a third party in the past. But um, if you have worked with a mediator, you know, a court appointed mediator, I think that that might be worth. Um, investigating at this point, you know, and, and going back to your lawyer and saying, I want to, you know, start the custody conversation with my ex again. How should I go about doing that? But it, but but if you all generally do have conversations about things that are going on with your son, you know, finding a, a quiet place, perhaps a neutral place if possible, a park, you know, a parking lot somewhere where you all can, you know, be alone without a lot of interruptions. Um, It really should just be the two of you, not the three of you. Um, But if he is unwilling to have this conversation without his wife there, that's fine. You know, she could stand to hear these things too, but I do think it would be better if it were the two of you. I think there's also a way to have this conversation, at least, you know, if the if the relationship is good and you're having these talks without coming into it and saying, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, and just saying, hey, our son is unhappy. He expresses to me a lot that there needs to be some kind of change in the custody agreement or he wants that. Are you seeing that at your house too, right? Like, I think there is a way to bridge this and not go into it and say, he's saying this such that the dad is on the defensive, right? Because look, we know even if the dad is doing a lot of this, he's going to have a different, his own interpretation of what's happening. And I do think that he least deserves the right to convey that to the mom, right? You have to at least give him the opportunity to say, what are you seeing at your house? Are they also feeling like the custody arrangement is not working? Like, because if your son's showing up and the whole time is like, I want to be at mom's, I want to be at mom's, maybe it's not great for them either. You know, so can you broach it as a, hey, I think we need to revisit the custody agreement. And if they respond then with a, you know, like, no, everything is fine. I think then uh, absolutely like you need to get your your lawyer involved. But I also think there's a chance that maybe they're feeling it, too. And so you could broach this without ever having to say, you know, like he doesn't want to get yelled at and he doesn't like this and he doesn't like that because it sounds like the dad just comes back and says, like, well, there are no rules at your house. Like, 
I would try to avoid all of that and just deal with what needs to be fixed, which is that the 50-50 thing is not working. And and is there some way for you to suggest that in a way that doesn't put blame on anyone but resolves the situation? Sometimes that's not possible. I mean, sometimes people are just dicks and you can't do that. So this is a really tough situation and but you can't, the status quo is unacceptable here. You can't keep going on like this cuz it sounds like uh your son is suffering. I I am I think the thing about the letter that is most concerning to me is this idea that your son will tell you something about his well-being but then want you to keep that a secret. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that in order to have a healthy shared custody and again I'm not in one so I don't know um is the ability to have these type of conversations to say hey I'm hearing from him that he's uncomfortable even if you don't say the specific thing like you can keep the specifics to yourself and couch it in a nice way but you have to be able to have those kind of conversations in a in a co-parenting relationship and if you don't then what you're doing is not working and I think that's something maybe you and him need to seek as well is how are we going to make this work cuz listen this kid's only 8 like things are are not going to get less complicated as as the kid gets older things are going to get way more complicated I don't know. I mean, Jamila, you have a great relationship, but I'm sure there are times when the topic is still feels uncomfortable, right? Definitely. Yeah. There are things that are, you know, harder to bring up than others. And, you know, um, if I hear about something that's happened at their house, how do I, you know, what's my place here? If there's something that they've, you know, her dad or stepmom has said or done that I disagree with, like, when is my place, right? Like, there's a fine line between me policing their parenting and advocating for my child, right? And so if I ever had, you know, and I have not, I've been fortunate that I don't think I've ever had to say, like, what you're doing is, you know, wrong and you're violating my child's happiness and safety and comfort in your home. You know what I mean? There've just been parenting decisions that I didn't agree with, you know? Um, There are secrets, you know, don't tell dad. I'm sure there's don't tell mom or, you know, like I'm certain of it. Like that's natural, but there's a big difference between like, uh, you know, well, don't tell him daddy let me watch this show because he said he doesn't want me to watch it. And don't tell dad that I'm miserable at his house because he's going to take it out on me. Absolutely. And again, letter writer, I'm sympathetic to you because like as somebody who has a 50-50 situation, I would not want it stripped from me. I also wouldn't keep it up if my child were suffering, right? Like if that weren't something we were able to do anymore, it just wasn't something we would be able to do anymore and I'd have to deal with it. But um, I think that your ex doesn't sound like he'd press too hard about fighting for this, you know, um, situation. The only thing that makes me think is that maybe he might is concern over what he sees as your home being more lax, Um, you know, and your kid does have to eat vegetables. All kids have to eat vegetables, you know, Um, but it shouldn't be the case that your husband or your ex makes your child feel bad because you're more lenient. Um, then now he should somehow feel that, you know, you've done something wrong or you're deficient somehow or that he's deficient somehow. And it seems as though that's how his father and his step-siblings are making him feel. I I think, too, I mean, this goes without saying, but if you think there's any chance that there's, like, physical or verbal abuse going on, uh, you have to act immediately, like, immediately, whatever that looks like, 
get a lawyer, get a, you know, I, I wouldn't, if you think it's coming to that kind of beyond just this, um, I don't know, some of this sounds like it might be borderline kind of verbal abuse, but I, it, it's hard to know in the context of the letter, like, is it being screamed at them? Is it be, you know, like, is it constant fat shaming type stuff? Like all of that, if, if you're doing that kind of emotional damage, that is a very different situation too, than just like, hey, we should arrange, you know, rearrange custody. Um, yeah. And it is urgent. You know, I think the question, like, as I reread it is really, I don't know where the line is, you know, like, am I simply disagreeing with the way that he parents or is there cause for concern? And I think we're all in agreement that there's cause for concern. Also, these step siblings are talking about you. Mm-mm. No, like, that's not okay. Like talking about a kid's mom is that's like a major playground violation. You know what I mean? Like that's just some shit that you don't do. And so like the fact that these children feel empowered to talk about your body to your son, like, like something's off. I totally agree. That is, you're absolutely right. That that feels like a whole nother violate, like how not safe would you feel in a place in which someone that you are supposed to have a relationship with is talking badly about your mom? Mm. Yeah. And it's great. It's great that, um, that he's in therapy that that's that's that shows some real proaction but yeah it's uh it's not enough sadly and also just one more thing quickly you said you've encouraged him to talk to his therapist he might not do that unless you bring it up to the therapist first sometimes you have to go to your child's therapist and say this is happening you know, um, sometimes you have to be the one and you can share that with him. It shouldn't come to him as a surprise that he shows up to therapy. And now the therapist is all caught up on the dad stuff that he's been keeping from him. But, you know, if you've encouraged him to talk to his therapist about it, has he? I think that's that's like a great advice because this kid is eight. Like uh, it probably feels super weird to tell someone like I don't like what's going on in my house. Yeah. You know, goodness. Well, Letter writer, we hope some of this helped, and um, there are some thoughts on on next steps and how to hopefully move forward. I am sure there are people out there that have dealt with a similar situation. So, of course, if you have advice to offer, please send us a voice memo. You can email us at slate.com. That's also where you can send any questions of your own. And that's it for our show. We'll be back in your feeds bright and early on Monday, so be sure to tune in. While you're at it, please subscribe to the show and give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson, Anna Phillips, and Christy Taiwo Macanjula. For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.